Welcome to the Eat This Not That podcast brought to you by Bob's Red Mill. And coming up in just a bit, I'm going to fill you in on an awesome new way that I put their faro to use. I'm John Hammond, and I'm joined again by Megan Murphy. Hi, Megan. Hi, so nice to be here. Super excited about this week's topic. This is, a, this is a good one because this week we are going to take a deep dive into the heart of one of America's favorite pastimes, baseball. More importantly, ballpark foods. Now, when you think of ballpark food, what comes to mind for you? For me, kind of anything all-American. Burgers, hot mm-hmm. dogs, garlic fries, definitely, if I'm at Yankee Stadium. Maybe good old Cracker Jacks. What about you? Yeah, for me, it's a, it's a lot of the same. I don't do the hot, the hot dogs. Hamburg, maybe. Um, but we go to Fenway Park a couple mm-hmm. couple times a year. We're, we're Boston Red Sox fans. and the I thing, didn't know that about you. Yeah, Uh-oh. sorry. <laughs> um, but the one thing that I always seek out, it's like my ballpark favorite, especially when I go there, is just like a, a sausage and peppers, Yum. grilled sausage and peppers mm-hmm. hoagie. There's just something about it. The smell hits me as soon as, as, soon as I hit Yawkey Way outside yep. Fenway Park. You smell it, and it's just like my mouth starts watering immediately. You know, with the boys, the Fenway Frank is, is a classic. They, they live for it. Usually a big pretzel. Uh-huh. And and some and some popcorn. We don't do Cracker Jack for some reason. As traditional and like you know the song says. Yeah. Uh, we're just not big. We're not we're not big uh, Cracker Jack folks. Yeah. Well, I had it more growing up as a kid. Like we, my dad was a big baseball player. He actually was a catcher at Notre Dame. And nice. um, there are five of us, five children. So it was always a big day out at the park. We'd go, and but the Cracker Jack was more about the prize, <laughs> honestly. So I don't really have him as an adult. <laughs> now before we get into some of the uh, the way the foods have have really come around and gone outside this realm of of peanuts and Cracker Jack and hot dogs and hamburgs at, at some of these ballparks. I mentioned before this new discovery I had over the weekend, and, and it's this I discovered a new way to try and use faro, um, which which is great because normally I would I would you know cook up some Bob's Red Mill faro and I would just use it as a filler for salad or something like that, just to make a salad heartier, a little more a little more filling with some protein and fiber. Um, but as I was scrolling through Instagram last week. Um, I stopped on an image, and, and I stopped because I've really grown to love a good veggie burger, which mm-hmm. is really new to me. Like, it's past, like, eight months, ten months, really, that I've really kind of succumbed to the veggie burger. And um, I stopped on this one. It turns out it was it was a Bob's Red Mill photo from their, from their feed. And it was, uh, I clicked through, it was a recipe for a, far, a faro-based veggie burger. So I was like, this, yeah. is, this is worth a shot, right? Because veggie burgers sometimes, you know, the, the problem that you have with them is that they, they don't feel kind of substantial mm-hmm. enough of a, of a patty, right? Because they're, they're black bean-based or, or brown rice-based, and that can get a little mushy. And I thought with the faro, because it's a heartier grain... Hold this it would, together better. Hold it together and, and kind of be a little, little meatier, for lack mm-hmm. of a better term. Um, so I clicked on the link, got the recipe, cooked them up this weekend, and they were delicious. Even better, they were super easy to cook. The recipe took about 35 minutes in all from prep to, to eating it on, on the plate. Um, so if you're looking for a new way to use a super grain like farro or any other of Bob's Red Mill's high-quality and minimally processed products, be sure to check out the recipes tab at bobsredmill.com. You'll be amazed at how many recipes are actually there. It's pretty amazing. And What's great about that is it underscores that they really do make it possible to eat healthy and delicious food whenever you want, and that is super easy. I mean, the, the recipe couldn't have been easier, um, and they were delicious. And and I didn't put them in front of the boys just yet. We got to ease into that. Ease into but, that, yeah. But as we'll find out, like they're starting to kind of spread their their uh, culinary wings, if you Love will, it. their their palate. Um, so anyway, visit bombedredmill.com today. Check out the recipes and stock up on some of these great grains. Now, Major League Baseball just had their first ever 
Food Festival. It was a Major League Baseball food festival here in New York, and it showcased some of the creative, indulgent, delicious, and kind of crazy foods that are popping up at ballparks um, throughout the league. And you went too, right? Yeah, I went to the media preview on Friday night, and it was such a blast. Like, I go to a lot of events. It was so well done. Mm -hmm. They had 30 signature dishes, one from each of all the ballparks across America, and um, some of the MLB players were there. There was music, fun art installations meant for Instagram, obviously. It was a really great time. And I know it was sold out here in New York for its first inaugural weekend. But if it comes back next year or if it's at any other cities across the country, I would highly recommend going. Yeah. And, you know, it's interesting. I really hope that this is something that they do expand on. Yeah. Um, because for me, you know, I, like I said, I go to Fenway Park. I've been to Yankee Stadium. I've been to the, the new one, but I've been to mm-hmm. like a couple of their ballparks, but but not many. And it was great to just see the the diversity and mm-hmm. the local the way the local flavors are kind of integrated into each of the different ballparks. And like you said, they were all thirty. They were kind of lined up along the wall in a big in a big U shape, and you could just go station to station and taste all these great foods. And it really underscores that you know food is a really important part of. Major League Baseball and the team's Absolutely. business, stadium foods actually make up a whopping two-thirds of the average revenue for a stadium or a ballpark. And hot dogs actually account for 63% of those sales. Peanuts uh, make up about 18%. And other staples like pizza, cotton candy, and Cracker Jacks make up the remaining 19%. So while, you know, hot dogs are still kind of that mainstay, it's cool to kind of see some of these newer foods uh, pop in. And and the arms race is kind of heating up, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, food is almost as as big of a competition now these days as the teams are. And I know you think of hot dogs and nachos, but you can get so much more than that at stadiums these days. Like, one thing I found out was at the Colorado Rockies, um, you can order Rocky Mountain oysters, which mm-hmm. for those of you who aren't sure what they are, they're deep fried bull testicles. Um, so that's taking the idea of a ball game to a whole nother level. Yeah, that's a local uh, flavor for sure. Yeah, sure. And then if you're one of those thrill seekers when it comes to crazy over the top foods and you want the biggest burger you've ever seen, um, you can go to Nationals Park where the Washington Nationals play and you can get an eight pound burger. It's called the Strasburger. And if that's a little too much, um, down at Tropicana Field where the Tampa Bay Rays play, they serve a whopping four pound burger instead. That's a lot of burger. That's a lot of burger. I mean, I don't know. who's going to the ballpark yeah. and saying like, I need, you know what, you know what would, would sit nice on this, this July afternoon? Yeah. Eight pounds of meat. Yeah. Instead of a seven inning right. stretch, you need a Four seven pounds. inning nap. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, well, hot dogs, believe it or not, aren't the biggest draw at every baseball stadium in the United States. Miller Park in, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin is the only major league stadium of all 30. It's the only major league stadium that sells more sausages than hot dogs. That's so interesting. So it's all about the brat. Yeah. Can I, I will just interject. One of my yeah. favorite parts of the MLB Food Fest was meeting Joey Chestnuts, oh, who nice. is the Nathan's original hot dog eating champion. He was awesome. His whole team was there. He had his big belt and he walked around and I actually ate hot dogs with him and he like breathed and the thing was down. Like I couldn't even believe how quickly he took down the hot dog. And I was asking him about, you know, the championship and all that goes into it. It's training. It's like a marathon eating and he's amazing. So that was one of the highlights of the festival for me. Wow. Um, so did you go like head to head with, with Joey I Chestnut? I mean, we just took you, one down yeah. and I, I had, there was then no... you walked away. Yeah, I walked you kinda away. Know when, you know when you're not on your yeah. own playing field. Yeah, definitely. Understandable. Good. Now, you know, the nice thing about food is it's not just that this this food war is escalating, but it's also, you know, and the, the stadiums are trying to outdo one another with these things like eight pound burgers and all these kind of um, unique offerings. But 
what's nice about it is that it really makes a day at the park a whole different experience mm-hmm. than, than it used to be. Right? As, as the game has kind of progressed and, and stayed the same for, for a lot over the past, you know, 100 some odd years that the game's been around, um, it's cool that these different experiences change the nature of the game. And, and it's great for me because I have young boys and, you know, they come with us to, to Fenway Park. And, the, you know, Boston is one of those teams that they've done a really good job working with an older ballpark that they have up there. And they have the festival kind of feel on Yawkey Way and the kind of food, the food stands and all the traditional stuff. And it just kind of brings the game to life for, for different generations. And also, you know, it's a great way that people might not think about going to a ball game, but they hear about some of these food offerings mm-hmm. and they'll go and they'll go for the food offerings yeah. and then take in a baseball game. And, and it's great. It's a great way to kind of experience the game that way if you're not used to it. Absolutely. Like these, some of these ballparks have become dining destinations right. in their own right. And the offerings are so diverse compared to, you know, what we used to have as a kid as options. Like you can get sushi, you can get gluten-free options. You would never think about that 20, 30 years ago right. and so it, it's become really cool yeah and i actually talked uh, real quick with uh, barbara McHugh from major league baseball um, nice. on saturday at the food fest about that all right i'm here with barbara McHugh from major league baseball and we're at the first ever major league baseball food fest barbara thanks so much for joining us quick question you know this is the first year for the food fest is it because the fans have become more food obsessed I think it's a combination of things. So if you think about baseball and, you know, the unique ballpark experience, food is definitely a part of that. And all 30 teams have been really unique and creative in terms of what they're going to serve fans in addition to, you know, your standard and staple hot dogs, peanuts, and and Cracker Jacks. So with all the different wide varieties that they've been putting together, we thought why not try to put them all together under one roof um, here in New York City this weekend. And it's great. And I know, you know, I got around to a lot of the different stations and it's great because you see the local flair for, from each of the ballparks. And it seems like as much as the teams have been competitive on the field, they're also competitive off the field with some of the offerings in the, in the new ballparks. Oh, yes, yeah, certainly. I mean, it's it really, when you visit a ballpark, it is now also, in addition to being a baseball experience, it's a culinary experience. So from Seattle's roasted grasshoppers to Houston's chicken waffle cones to uh, Arizona Diamondbacks churro dogs that it's it's quite the variety and I think yeah it's a, it's a part of their culture and, and experience now at the ballpark and it really kind of helps make that overall experience at the game again you mentioned it's the local kind of fair and the local flavors that exist there and some of the things I've never seen before but but obviously they, they make a lot of sense locally and it doesn't matter where you are I'd eat one of those Arizona Diamondback churro dog with the ice cream and the donut I'd eat that anywhere and do you get a sense that you know, when people go to the ballpark, that this is the kind of, you know, deeper engagement that they're looking for. It's not just the peanuts and Cracker Jack anymore. Like they want to really immerse themselves in the local environment, no matter what city they're in. Yes, certainly. I mean, food has become such a part of our culture now. And I think when you go to a ballpark, it it just helps complement the actual baseball experience. And, you know, it was great to go to the to, to the food fest and just kind of see not just all the different teams represented, all the different food offerings, but the diversity of the of the people that were there. Like you went on the the you know the preview kind mm-hmm. of night. I went when it was general public, and the thing was packed. It was packed, and and it was packed with like you know I had the boys with me. Uh, there were older people, younger people, male, female, like all walks of life. It just really underscored like what's great about baseball, right? And that's why it's America's pastime. Um, but what. What it really underscored for me is that, again, it's not just that peanuts and Cracker Jack anymore. I actually caught up with Paul Pettis from Center Plate. They run the concessions for the Seattle Mariners ballpark, and they had something that no one expects to order up at a ballpark. Toasted grasshoppers. 
All right, I'm here with Paul Pettis from Center Plate. They run all of the food concessions for the Seattle Mariners, and they've got one of the more interesting offerings here with uh, toasted grasshoppers. The boys weren't big fans of the grasshoppers, mostly because they were spicy, though. It had nothing to do with the bug. Paul, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining me. Real quick, how are the grasshoppers doing in Seattle? The grasshoppers are a very hot seller. We like to think that our program with the Mariners is one of the strongest in all of baseball. Uh, besides the grasshoppers, we have a whole slate of delicious foods, but obviously the grasshoppers are very popular, and people love talking about them. And as much as the teams try to one-up each other on the playing field, it seems like with all the new arenas that have popped up over the past few years, the food concessions are trying to one-up th- themselves as well across the, across the league. Well, the, mo- the most important thing for us is that we want to be local. And the Grasshoppers came to Safeco Field because we partnered with a local restaurant, Paquitos. They're in the Capitol Hill part of Seattle. And they're a hot spot in Seattle. And we wanted to bring them to Safeco Field for fans to enjoy. And so... It's a, it's a perfect recipe when you bring in a popular local restaurant and a delicious food item, and you get success that way. That's great. Thanks a lot, Paul. I really appreciate it. You bet. Thanks, John. <laughs> All right. Megan, did you try the grasshoppers? I did, actually. You know, when it, when it comes to food, I'll try anything once. And insects are actually a delicacy around most of the world. They're right. high in protein. They're sustainable. Something you don't expect to hear every day. Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I think a lot of people are freaked out by the idea of eating creepy crawlers. But, you know, they were crunchy. They were... Um, seasoned with chili and lime. So it's, mm-hmm. it's more of a mental game. If you get over, you're eating a bug, you just kind of close your eyes and crunch down. It's like a chip or another savory snack. So I didn't mind it. I, I don't know if I ever went to a game in Seattle if I'd go seek out that vendor. Yeah. But I think also probably they sell a lot just at a shock value. People are like, oh, try, you know, or dares, like, oh, try the grasshopper. So, and he yeah. said that they sell out. Like, they, they like run out of these things at That's the amazing. games. And I tried it as well. And, and you know, I, fi- I didn't find it offensive. I didn't yeah. find it overly like, oh, my God, I have to have those again. <laughs> Right. Again, <laughs> exactly. either um, you know it was it was not what I expected to be uh, kind of in both ways um, but as I mentioned I didn't I didn't kind of go alone I actually brought the boys I brought Ben and Dylan uh, my nine-year-old and five-year-old with me and, and actually put them to work uh, for the podcast here they both tried the toasted grasshoppers and here's their reaction so Ben you just tried a, uh, a toasted grasshopper what'd you think about that yuck Yuck. What was so yuck about it? Was it the grasshopper part? No, it was just really spicy. The taste was spicy. It was a little spicy. Dylan, what did you think of the spicy toasted grasshopper? Yuck. Yuck? Two yucks? So thumbs down for the grasshopper, huh? Yeah. You guys aren't, you guys aren't going to... It was too spicy, too. Too spicy. You're not going to Seattle anytime soon. All right, now this was great, and, and I got to tell you, like having the boys there was great because, you know, I'm open to trying a bunch of new foods, but you know, a nine-year-old and a five-year-old are not, right. and um, the five-year-old wasn't too adventurous. You know, Dylan was 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 more cautious in his in his selections. Um, he liked the burger, he liked the hot dog uh, from Colorado, uh, but Ben really dove in, and we actually went reverse order. It, they, they were lined up alphabetically, so we started with the Washington Nationals with the uh, the crab. The crab grilled cheese, oh, which yeah. I thought, like, he, he walked away with the basket, yep. and he was going to take a bite, and I'm like, this is not going to, this is going to, we're off to a rough start, and he, he hoovered it down. Yeah. Like, he that was one actually of my loved it, right? Too. And I tried it, too. It was good. It almost good. like tuna melty, yeah. in a way. It's the like crab a crab t- cake with a, with a grilled cheese, but by the time it's all kind of said and done, it kind of had that soft kind of saltyish, fishy mm-hmm. kind of taste, but it, but it was good. And then we moved on to the Texas Rangers booth, personally, um, and they had the... 
chicken donut slider, which is chicken in between a glazed donut with buffalo ranch and honey. And now this is one that I kind of liked because it's yeah. different, like eating something inside a donut. I'm never going to turn that down. Um, and the, what was good about it, and again, it's another one that, that Ben liked and, and Dylan didn't. Uh, Dylan just like the, the Chipotle, even though it was pretty mild because mm-hmm. it was cut with the, the mayo a little bit um, or the ranch rather. It's still like he had a, a, a sense of spice, and so it was like immediately yeah, out. No. Um, but but Ben just took it down. I don't know. Did yeah. you have a chance to try anything? I did. Crazy? I mean, I, I kind of like the salty, savory, mm-hmm. spicy play, but you know, it's a lot. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to eat the whole thing. Like, one or two bites, I was I was good right. with that. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. And that's the nice thing is like all the, you know, they weren't feeding, they weren't feeding you like full portions of a lot of these things they were like slider size burgers mm-hmm. and, and so you know there were tastes because if you ate a full portion and tried to take in like half of them yeah. even like you're not getting to all 30 yeah, there was 30 like, like that's insane even for joey chestnut or for someone next, yeah you know, three days after that <laughs> exactly um and they had a uh, a hot dog seesaw and I just imagine like eating from all 30 and then getting on the seesaw and nobody would be able to kind of like s- no. see or saw you down yeah. the other way. Maybe David Ortiz, because right. he was there Friday and he was like one of the biggest people I've ever come across. Him, and a, him yeah. and a friend maybe would be able maybe. to, to yeah. dip the seesaw Definitely. if you tried to eat all 30. So let's see, grasshoppers. What else was good? Uh, actually, one thing I liked, um, and again, it gets into that that local flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the Miami, the Miami Marlins. They had a baked uh, plantain. It was a plantains wrapped and topped with bacon with a guava marmalade, queso blanco, and cilantro. That was really tasty. I like that as well. And that was easy. It was just on a stick. It wasn't too big. It right. was like such a good bite. I loved the crispy bacon with the sweet, soft plantain and then the extra little um, cheese and brightness of cilantro. It was really good. And now one thing that I know fell a little flat for me and I think for you as well, and I don't say this because I'm a Boston Red Sox fan, but the Yankees offering was just kind of meh. Um, well, I have to say it was, you know, it was a, it was a bao bun, which is, it was, it, there's some of my favorite foods Mm -hmm. here. Um, I think it could have been more flavorful, but for me, it was a highlight of the night because the Yankee Sandman, Mariano Rivera got behind the booth and he served me the bun. So I don't care what, what he's serving up, Mo, you know, it's going to be great. (laughs) Some some kid just served me mine. So there was no, there was no lure to it whatsoever, but it was just, it was, it just kind of fell, fell a little flat for me. One thing that, that didn't fall flat though, um, was the churro dog from the Arizona Diamondbacks. This, it was insane because the the line for this booth never got shorter. It literally never went down. Yeah. The, the entire, like they did these thing in two hour waves uh, when, the, when it was open to the public. And I had to wait um, for uh, the wave to get over and for there to be the pause in between the next group of, of fans came in for me to a- be able to get up and, and get one of these things. Wow. But it's spectacular. It is a churro topped with frozen yogurt, chocolate sauce, and whipped cream inside a chocolate iced donut and then drizzled with caramel sauce. <laughs> That's amazing. It was amazing. And uh, we only we only had one. The boys and I shared it because that's the responsible thing to do um but it was hard not to go back for a second it was that it was that good and now i understand why the line never got shorter yeah i think i missed that one friday and now i'm really really upset about it i'm gonna have to go to arizona yeah get one of my own it's worth it just for that (laughs) they also have i think they have like a swimming pool in the outfield out there. oh nice i mean nice take a dip get a churro dog now that's a that's a day at the ballpark that is a great day and and that's the thing it's like we were talking about before it's the nice thing about food and what this really underscored, well, I thought about afterwards. Um, and, and, you know, I asked, you know, the boys and, and Ben, especially who's, who's been to enough, 
you know, Red Sox games and baseball games, minor league baseball games as well. You know, it's like, you know, you've tried all these foods and, and some of them you really liked. He was surprised to like things like a lobster roll or the pulled pork slider with coleslaw on it or the, the crab grilled cheese. He, he was really surprised. And it was great to see his reaction to these things. And I asked him afterwards, like, you know, now, you know, you tried the, the Boston Red Sox offering was the lobster roll, the Fenway lobster roll. And he loved it. And he was like, and I, I was like, you know, now when we go to Fenway Park, like, are you going to get the lobster roll instead of the Fenway Frank? And he's like, no, I'm definitely, definitely he's still going to get the, the Fenway Frank. Frank. Like it's because that's his ballpark experience. And, and believe me, I'd prefer he go with a hot dog versus a lobster roll. I don't want to keep paying for lobster rolls every time <laughs> we go to a game. But, but it's just, it underscored to me how important food is to some of these experiences. And that's mm -hmm. what really kind of like I thought about after being there and I thought about it like when we were getting ready to, to kind of talk about it today. It's just, you know, food, you know, scent, smell, taste, like all these things become ingrained with, with these memorable moments. And if you, you think about the first time, you know, you take your kids to a baseball game or you go to a baseball game and you just see something amazing or any sports event for that matter, and you see something amazing, like food kind of gets intertwined with, with that experience. So again, like if you're going to the ballpark and even if you're going just to seek out some of these cool food offerings um, or some of these local flavors that you're only going to get, like say, say you happen to be in Baltimore for a weekend and you go to an Orioles game and you're going to get the waffle fries with the crab dip because when in Rome, that's what you're going to yep. do. And something like really amazing happens or just a good experience because of what happens on the ball field. Like you're going to, every time you have something with crab dip, like it's going to bring back that memory. It's exactly. going to trigger that that kind of memorable moment. And I, that's a really special thing. It really is. And I think food is such an important part of who we are and all the memories we make with our family and friends. And, you know, whether it's holidays or birthdays or a day at the ballpark, you know, right. food is such an integral part of our life. And to your point, like, you know, maybe next time he'll try the Fenway Frank and lobster roll. You could split them. Well, I don't often, know if he's getting both. Like, <laughs> well, no, oftentimes no, I, you don't no, go to I the agree. ballpark by yourself. And so what's great is say you go in a group of four, you can try a couple bites of different things and have the experience. Well, and this is why I was, you know, I talked about the Faro you know, veggie burger uh, before that I came across with Bob's Red Mill because now having been, ex you know, having had the experience with these different foods that he didn't expect to like. Mm -hmm. And and when he, you know, I could see him going to take a bite of some of these foods and he, you could tell internally he's like, I'm not going to like this. And then he would take a bite and I would, I would see the visceral reaction on his face of, of the flavor kind of hitting his tongue mm -hmm. and, and, and his shock at how delicious it was or how, or, or the, the fact that it, he did like it. Um, it, it kind of keep, makes it more open. Now I can make these and, and he'll, he'll try it. Yeah. And he yeah. might not, he might not eat it all. He might not like it, um, but he'll try it. And yeah. I think that's half the battle. That is half the battle and if, for a you kid. Know, if, if, you know, if you think about going to the ballpark and, and that's the opportunity, that's a, yet another experience that you can have with a, with a family or with your friends, that's, that's pretty awesome. That's special, yeah, for sure. And now while most fans are enjoying these amazing foods, the players probably aren't because, you know, at least not during the game. Like most athletes, you know, they're going to be a lot more careful about the things they put in their bodies. A lot of elite athletes and performance-focused people like nutritionists and even authors have started to double down on the benefits and taste of mushroom coffees and elixirs from Four Sigmatic. I actually started uh, working Four Sigmatic Chaga Mushroom Elixir into my day, swap it out for my afternoon coffee to cut back on caffeine late in the day. Now I use quite a few of their products depending on what my day holds in store. Their coffees with cordyceps and lion's mane help to sharpen my focus and alertness, and the coffee mix with uh, reishi and chaga helps me settle down when I need to, and it's great for immu immunity boost as well. 
I also use the Cordyceps or Lion's Mane elixirs, which are, or they're not coffee-based, they're just the, the actual powdered elixirs, when I really need an extra boost or have to really sharpen my focus on a challenging task. The, the Lion's Mane especially, for whatever reason, just kind of helps provide a, a certain level of clarity uh, when I really need to kind of hunker down on a task. I don't know how, but it, but it does. Uh, and what's great is that unlike coffee, I get the pick-me-up and the alertness that I need without the jitteriness or stomach burning that can come along with too much coffee, as these are far less acidic. And right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash eat this, you'll get 15% off your entire order. That's 15% off any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use our special URL, foursigmatic.com slash eat this. That's F-O-U-R. S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C dot com slash eat this. Okay, now, you go into the ballpark, you know, it's not, it's not going to be a good eating day. And, no. that's, and that's totally cool, right? This is, this is one of those moments where, you know, it's not about the, the eat this versus the not that. It's, it's just, just eat this. Like, we go to, you know, we'll go to the ballpark three, maybe four times during the season. So I'm not going to sweat the little things four times a year, you know? Um, and, and most people, you know, you should have that attitude, I, I think, because if you go thinking like, okay, like I'm definitely not going to have the sausage and pepper hoagie, or I'm definitely not going to have the lobster roll, let's say, you're going to bend, you're going to break, you're going to snap, and then you're eating the hoagie, you're eating the lobster roll, you're eating the big pretzel, you're getting the, <laughs> you're the ice cream in, a di in, the, in the little helmet in the cup, little you know, because once you, once you fall off the wagon, like you might as well just stay off the wagon, right? So, so like if, if I have one tip that I could, that I could give you, if you're going to the ballpark, it's that don't, don't go in with a restrictive mindset because it's going to end badly for you. I, I think, you know, I agree. I, I never would go to the ballpark and, and worry about what I eat. It's, it's all about enjoying the experience, indulging with mm -hmm. your friends or family, whoever you're with, like rooting for your home team, you know, it's your cheat day. Enjoy it. Right. Um, that being said, like there maybe are better ways you can have that cheat day, like maybe split some things with people or. I always went, if I'm at City Fields or if you're at St. Louis Cardinals Ballpark or anywhere they have a Shake Shack, maybe get a Shack Burger because mm -hmm. you know it's that yummy classic cheeseburger, but you know it's made with the highest quality ingredients and it won't ruin your entire day. And if, if you get the garlic fries, just have a couple, pass them around to your friends. But most importantly, I think it's all about having fun because that's just right. what America's pastime is about. And sharing sharing is great too. And like I said, like with the the churro dog, for example, right? Mm -hmm. Like the three of the, like the three of us ate that. The boys and I ate that. And could I have eaten a whole one? You, you bet your you bet your bottom dollar. I would have I would have taken one of those down, but I'm I'm glad I didn't because I got the the taste of it and I got enough of it that it was satisfying. And the boys, same thing, you know. And because we we split it, we all enjoyed it together, and we all talked about how great it was. The boys were still talking about it that night at bedtime. Oh, cute. Um, and so was I, for that matter. Um, and again, it's 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 part of that experience. Like it's not just about going getting your favorite food, you know, sucking it down and packing the tums along with you. But to your point. Like share, share the experience, exactly. you know, what's happening on the field and what you're, what you're taking in off the field, because that's going to make the experience that much better, that Absolutely. much more enjoyable. And that's, that's like a healthy relationship with food, if you ask me. Absolutely. Right. Mm -hmm. And then, and then you can get back to it, you know, the next day or like for dinner that night, right. then you can kind of, kind of focus back on, okay, like that was, that was my day. That was a fun day. Now I'm going to kind of like get, get things back on track and the next three days will be great. And then if I have a cheat meal again, like so be it. Absolutely. Well, now, taking me out to the ball game should also mean, you know, bring the Tums, 
because all this great food is definitely something you're going to want to check out. But really, though, if you're hungry, there's no better time to head out and enjoy a day at the ballpark. The Major League Baseball Food Fest really underscored that. I know we both had a great time. The boys had a great time. Everybody I saw there had a great time. Such a fun time. And yeah. if you're heading out this summer and you're going on the road, like check out check out a local ballpark, even if it's a minor league ballpark, because some of the smaller bar- ballparks are, are, you know, this food fight is, is emanating there as well. Um, Definitely just have fun. Have fun. It's the most important. Live the experience, right? Play ball. Play ball. There you go. Thanks for listening. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. Hopefully you like it enough to leave us a rating and share it with some of your friends that may also love getting a healthy dose on the best ways to navigate the hundreds of food decisions each and every day. Also, be sure to visit our website, eatthis.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We're at Eat This, Not That. And now, you can even subscribe to our new Eat This, Not That magazine. Just, just go to the subscribe button on our homepage to find out more. More importantly, let us know what food choices are on your mind. We'll tackle them here for you so you can be confident that you are making the right choice every time. Thanks for listening, and we hope you'll join us again for a steady stream of fun, informative, and mind-blowing food knowledge from me, John Hammond, Megan Murphy, and a bunch of experts and guests that will help you eat this, not that.